Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This hour is being brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Bernstein at Homes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. You know, needs per se, I think there's some versatility in, in this club, um, but we're in the process of going through that. Um, again, we want we want a, a fast pace, faster pace club, um, athletic club. So, you know, when it comes to specific needs, I don't think there's one. I think we're just looking at, you know, just building a better roster. Go White Side! So on yesterday's show, Layla and I spent 40 minutes talking with Cubs fans about the offseason, bringing in Dansby Swanson, bringing in Cody Bellinger. What you're going to do with the pitching staff. Why is everyone so crazy about Jan Gomes? Who's going to be the closer? All of the stuff that goes into what happened this offseason with the Cubs. So we figured that if we were going to do one of those segments for the Cubs, then we should probably do a segment for the White Sox. Now, my belief was that... Cubs fans are kind of like wait and see. Like they're in kind of wait and see mode. And the Dansby Swanson move uh, allowed for there to be more wait and see than had they not been able to get one of the four shortstops that was on the market. So they chilled for the most part. It was good interaction with Cubs fans yesterday inside the segment. I feel as if that the interaction with White Sox fans might be a tad different. It might yeah. be. And we see that there's already a bunch of you that are on the phone lines. So, yeah. 312-644-6767. Layla, before we go to the phones, your thoughts on what the White Sox have and have not done in the offseason. I just want to know where they think they are. Because you thought that you had contending teams when you only won one division title out of three years. And if that's good enough then the moves perhaps speak to that they've had. And when Rick Hahn told everybody the payroll was going to be the same, did he mean minus guys like A.J. Pollock, or did he mean he was going to put more money into it? We saw that happen with Andrew Benintendi. I like the help in the outfield. But selfishly, I would like to see more second base. How are you addressing us, Monty Grandal, moving forward? You still lost Jose Abreu, your 300 hitter, your RBI leader. Your captain. Indeed. And also there's that whole pitching thing. Are you really hoping 
or are you expecting Lucas Giolito to be the person he was for you two years ago? I can't talk anymore. Okay. Um, (laughs) Point of order. Sorry, I just got lost there. A little bit of breaking news. It's really sad breaking news before we go to taking phone calls. Pelé has passed away at the age of 83. The, 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 I think the biggest ambassador of the game of soccer. Greatest ever. In the 20th century and beyond. Uh, He had been sick. There were people who were worried about him during the world cup. He passed away at 83. So I'm breaking news on the score. It's presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. It's been a, the last few weeks of the soccer world have been really sad. Like the passing away of Grant Wall, um, who was a colleague of mine, and now obviously the biggest name in soccer, play. So really sad. Tomorrow I, I'll try and find some time to talk more about play because I think that he's fascinating, really fascinating. Um, we promised that we would talk to you about the White Sox. We are going to allow for that to happen. Okay. Oh, I got to do the. I didn't. I clicked on the phones, Mike, but I didn't change the screen. And you know how we don't like take a lot of phone calls on this yeah, show? Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to reload the screen. Oh, oh, wow. That is a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got names. All right. All right. Let's go out to Westmont and talk with Otto. Hey, Otto, you're on the score. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Rest in peace, play. Uh, but uh, I. I the Sox like the Cubs. Oh, by the way, Tom Ricketts doing a great job making money. Isn't he rich? That's great. But the Sox, either they had – I heard somebody say this. Either it was uh, – TLR was the uh, the big downfall and the reason why they failed, the reason why they haven't lived up to their expectations, or I've also heard that the roster wasn't perfect. Now that they've gotten rid of TLR, they haven't done enough to fix this roster. Who's playing second base? Why Why is Luffy Garcia still on the team? Where's his pitching help coming from? And here's my question. I, I heard someone say, oh, gee, they can't add anything because they're going to they're gonna go over the luxury tax. Is, is that true or not? Uh, it might be because they do have, what, the seventh highest payroll in baseball? They're, Their I, payroll is deceptively high. Yeah, but it's <laughs> not like the, the, the luxury tax for a team that hasn't repeatedly gone over the luxury tax is prohibitive. And if you are trying to win a World Series, which theoretically the White Sox are trying to do inside of what might be the last year of their window or the year after the last year of their window, then you would do it. The other part is BAM Tech, which is is baseball's advanced media, they have created this incredible product over the last decade, and it's been sold in pieces a couple of times. They just sold the last part of it for... Uh, I think 300, yeah, it's like $900 million, like almost a billion dollars to Disney, okay? So each team in Major League Baseball has $30 million more than what they had going into the offseason. Now, they're not going to get that money every single year. They're not, BamTech, I think, is pretty much done selling the pieces that it can sell. But you do have $30 million more for this year. So you can either throw that money into an account and save it and, and make money off of the interest there, or you can go and get players to help you win in the season where you think you should be a World Series contender. This is your window. I'm not saying go out and give someone an eight-year deal because you're not getting that money all the time, but... 
Come on. Your window's not staying open. Uh, we have some more news regarding the Bears. Okay. This is from Adam Schefter. as a real Adam Schefter on Twitter. Statement from Bears on President and CEO Search. Quote, we have not set a timeline for announcing Ted Phillips' successor. Our search team has cast a wide net, spoken to many outstanding candidates, and looks forward to introducing our next president and CEO at the process's conclusion. End quote. Fair enough. That's a buzzkill. What are you talking about? That's not fair. Let it it sit. Let it percolate. But it speaks to what we were talking about during the break. Yeah, it does. Like, during the break, Layla and I were talking about, well, wait, why is this news out there? We know the test balloons when we see them. So, my theory is that Kevin Warren really wants this job. And he knows that there are other candidates. But he also knows what his resume is. And he knows if it gets into the bloodstream that a guy that's this accomplished and has a resume like this is sitting in the room with the Bears and the Bears don't hire him, the Bears going to look like, Bleep. I think it's if that's what happened here, I think that that's a pretty savvy move. I also think it's savvy move by the Bears if someone on their side floated this and then they can talk with Adam Schefter and deny it, that they floated it knowing, man, people are going to, they're going to think that we're geniuses if we're talking to Kevin Warren to be our team CEO. Kind of did. They're going to be like, congrats, Jack Easterby. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's like the rotator of, of managers. The new the president. The have hired. What if I told you, though? What if I said, you want to, you, you guys want to just like really get stupid with this? Yeah. What if I said the, the other candidate that they're thinking about is Theo Epstein? Give me that. What I'm do you interested. do now? I'm so interested. What? What? Uh, I have You're, no idea if that's even the case. People I'm just have saying. said it. Like that was like a crazy text line. Like we get it every now and it then. It makes like, sense though, doesn't it? It was a crazy thought on the text line. Like a, a person every like four thousand texts would have, and now you're just putting it out there like this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Repo- like I want to be very clear. I am not reporting this. No, he's am, not. He's not reporting. I am this. doing a what if. It's called a hypothetical. That's what I'm doing. I want to be very clear about that. A hypothetical. This is isn't a tool. one of those things where occasionally, like if you're watching the show on Twitch and we're talking about something, I'll look down at my phone, or Layla will look down at her phone, or Dan will look down at his phone, and we're like, oh, there's some stuff that we can say about things. Sources have gotten back. This is not one of those times. I'm just saying this that this is a hypothetical, a talk radio tool where yes. you explore an idea hypothetically. Yes, and if we're talking about someone who has a parallel of resume that would be intriguing to the Bears, Theo would fit in that category. I feel like you just threw like potassium and water, like a just explosion. I just threw a. Is that the alkaline mineral a- that does it? One of those alkaline, one of those alkaline elements does it. I put a Mentos like real, into a Coke. I think potassium and water is the combination. So I'm just saying. I want Theo to be the commissioner of Major League Baseball. I do too, and I think that's exactly where he's going to end up. But l- let me relay a. Can I relay a story that's to pretty you? Pretty lame. Potassium hydroxide and hydrogen gas are one of this product. That seems like necessary things you need in life. One of these things explodes, and I forget which one it is. Science, help me out.
Let me relay a story to you about Theo Epstein that might make you go, oh, that's why Lauren also, said that. This is real shady to White Sox fans. You're bringing up Theo in their segment. What if I said, well, I could. It I, is potassium, magnesium, and water. Maybe that's it. I could I could do that for the White Sox, too. And I think the White Sox would be like, yes, please. It's that whole right side of the periodic table, right? Sure. I've forgotten how to memorize that thing. We're up to like, what, 130 elements? They're just making up stuff now. They all start with you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I'm down at Sloan when Sloan opened up and I was there like Mitch had sent me out to go cover spring training, do some shows from out there. Left side of the period. And I'm, I'm talking to Theo because I'm walking around Sloan Park and I'm like, man, this is, this is very familiar. Like, very, it's, it's different from what the, the White Sox have in Glendale and what it reminded me of was Hallis Hall. The way that it was set up, the meeting room size, like a lot of the stuff there, the the way that the the locker room, the clubhouse was set up there, everyone could see each other. And so I pulled Theo aside and I said, look, Theo, my I love baseball. But my background is in football reporting. This feels like a football facility. Hmm. And he said, you you kind of hit on something. And I said, go on. He said, well, when we were designing Sloan, I talked to the Patriots about how they built a facility that was going to have enough room for people. Because in spring training, you've got a bunch. You've got the major league and the minor league. So, like, so we wanted to make sure that we built a place that was going to be comfortable for the size of a football team, even though it's a baseball squad. And then we talked a little bit more about him and – and Robert Kraft, and the thing, I'm just saying, that guy, whether he wants to run a hedge fund, run a political party, a baseball team, baseball itself, or an NFL team, you could do a lot worse. That's all. Are we getting back to the Sox now? Yep. They're going to not forgive you for this. Sorry. Hey, Ron, you're on the score. I've been waiting since yesterday. <laughs> See? What's up, Ron? I've been calling since day one. I only call to talk about baseball and the White Sox. Real quick, guys. The Clevenger move, I like that move. That 500 pitcher, you know, maybe can fit in, in, in the five spot. Uh, I don't even have to point out what Benetton means. Defensively, you already improved. You're putting... Back number two with that left-handed bat, getting on base, uh, hopefully in front of a real good number three hitter, maybe Louis Rout. But, guys, uh, okay, hey, Lawrence, I, I heard you and Dan talking because he was not optimistic about Colas. But, I, I mean, at, at 24 years old, we have to see what, what he is. There's no use to him keep continuing to play in the minor league. So it gets you to my last point. So if you have – because you can just drop him down and what bat him on the eight, but – if you have to have a good second baseman, and so if you have a good second, uh, I was hoping maybe they had gone after was Segura, but I see he signed two years for uh, with the Marlins. So this is my my question to you all. And initially, when Rick Hahn said that uh, we're going to trade, I, I, I concentrated on radio. They're not going to be the uh, trade. 
to solve their 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 needs. They don't have anything. They don't have anything system, guys. So um, that I ask you all in, in terms of what do y'all think is out there uh, as far as a um, second base? Because you get a good second base and you can live with Coles. Well, hang so, hang hang on a second, Ron. We actually have sound for this. I've got a lot of questions about the idea of them starting the season with Romy Gonzalez as their second baseman and Oscar Colas as their their right fielder. James Fegan, our buddy over at The Athletic, he had some thoughts about this because he's, he did a really extensive breakdown with the brain trust on the hitting side for the White Sox. Here's what he learned. They have a hitting coach, they have an assistant hitting coach, and the hitting coach comes from outside the organization. The assistant hitting coach is rising up through the White Sox, and Mike Tozar, you said, is the field coordinator, has a hitting coach background. What did you learn about that consortium as you did the research for this article today? Uh, that they're already meeting in Florida uh, on a, at least a weekly basis. Basically, Mike Tozar has Oscar Colas and Romeo Gonzalez like working out and doing cage sessions at his house three times a week. And you know, regularly Jose Castro comes by, and you know, when he can make the ninety-minute drive, Chris Johnson's there too. So they've kind of already been caucusing to to uh, map out their offensive strategy for the spring training. Okay, that was on Parkins and Spiegel, Mister Future Sox. Mike Rankin, Oscar Colas, Romy Gonzalez. If that's where the White Sox end up at their second base and right field, how comfortable are you with that? Well, it's there's a few ways to look at this because in the immediate sense, you're frustrated because you want stability in positions that you've lacked consistency over the last what, three years, and you're trying to be competitive. You want to win the World Series, but the White Sox put themselves in this position. They've neglected second and right field over a number of years. However, throughout that time, they've made investments in the international market with Oscar Colas now. He's 24, like Ron mentioned. And they've been developing middle infield depth, and one of those depth pieces is now Romy Gonzalez. So behind Romy is also Lenin Sosa. So they, I think, in this year where they are going to commit to who they believe is their prime producers— are going to commit to organizational development while they're in this transition period, while also trying to compete. Romy is talented enough to hold down the position, but we're talking about a position that's lacks stability, and he's an unknown, quite frankly. He's a, he's a major league caliber player, but we don't know what the production's going to be. The problem is we also don't know the true production of Lenin Sosa because we had a manager last year who refused to value rookies in any way, shape, or form. He didn't get the proper amount of reps. He You're got right. like a couple at-bats with some breaking balls that fooled him. That is not enough to measure a guy by in the big leagues. I'm sorry. It also felt like at times he was being put out there to fail. Yes, I agree with that too. And it, I'm not saying the problem is all in the manager, but I don't feel like we got a good enough look at that guy. I agree. I think we should continue the conversation about the White Sox. And there are other names that are starting to pop up, but be careful on when it comes to the Bear CEO thing, but be careful on who's Check on putting, those. Yes. Click on the check mark. Click on it. Look at the follower count. Also, super tough scene is funny, but it's not a valid account. It's and while we're here. Yeah. You can't quote anonymous accounts on Twitter and have it be newsworthy in a space where you need the news. These are different times for Twitter. Elon's Twitter. I've uh, yeah, and and also like vet your source. Like that's all. That's you a, got sources, vet your own sources. It's very important to in do that. life, frankly.
312-644-6767 as we talk about the White Sox in their offseason. How are they doing, according to you, the White Sox fan? We'll continue with that on the other side of this. You're listening to The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. conversation about your Chicago White Sox. Very Gene Honda of you. That was Gene nicely is, done. Gene is awesome. Gene is me? the man. You, you see a Gene Honda, you feel a lot better about yourself. He's always got something to say and he's been listening and thinks you're doing all right, which is important. The way he says it is cool. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. That's why he's at the final four every year. Because that's who you want announcing your name. The ball is to yeah, if, if this is a Gene Honda segment, I'm okay with that, frankly. Well, guess what? It's not. It's a Rick Hahn segment. We're going to take some more of your phone calls. But first, we're going to let you hear from the White Sox GM. This is him talking about the value of gaining outside perspective on his team throughout the managerial interview process. All organizations run the risk of becoming a little insular. And you know, I think all 30 of us are guilty of falling in love with our own guys that you draft and develop and have whether you've traded for or signed as free agents with expectations. And sometimes it's good to get a little bit of a reality check from outside uh, and a more objective point of view, let's say. And I will say, I think it was important given, you know, some of the processes over the last few turnovers that we've had to make clear that we were open-minded to different points of view and that we were interested in what others had to say about us and how we were perceived and how we could get better. We obviously have had, a fair amount of success, but not enough. 
And when you get to that point of frustration that we all felt last year and knowing that you needed to uh, change perhaps the way we went about some things, I think it was essential for us to hear from as many different voices as we could about how to get this thing better and how to get it on track. doesn't mean that we don't have some very high caliber coaches and scouts as part of this organization. It's a matter of complementing those points of view from time to time and, and getting a little bit of a reality check perhaps. Two, three years ago, this was a young, you know, vibrant, fun-loving team. How, how important is it to get that energy back, and how do you go about restoring that? I'll, I'll start with saying it's essential. And look, we, we felt extremely proud of what we were able to accomplish in the early parts of this rebuild and the position that we were in a few years back. You know, even though we decided that we had to make a change after 2020, I think it was pretty clear that the arrow was pointing up for us. And thus far, what we've been able to show for that is is one division title and a first round exit. And and that's not who we envisioned ourselves being. Uh, and part of that sort of disappointment, I think, permeated the way you the, the clubhouse was viewed or viewed itself. Recapturing that energy, that excitement, you know, keeping the language clean, but some of the things that we talked about in terms of our attitude and approach of how we're going to go about a game. Uh, that we're going to be, again, keeping it clean. We're there to beat you and to exploit every edge that uh, that presents itself to us along the way. I think that everything that Rick Hahn said in that chunk was reasonable. I think that they've been looking to change the way that they go about things. And I, I also think that there is accountability in there of saying, yeah, like we we talk a big game, but we've only come back with one division title, and first-round exits. Okay. Are you doing stuff to change who you are as an organization? They could argue, yeah, we hired Pedro Griffol. I'm not sure that that's necessarily enough. That's how I feel. And I feel like when they talk about, and I don't want to discredit the Clevenger signing either. Like I like that just fine. I feel like that fills a spot of say. Is Johnny Cueto still out there right now? I heard. Yeah. Pa- I saw. I saw some some chatter on Padres Twitter about them clamoring for him. Also, that should be a good sign, right? If that's the fan base that wants you. I understand Dan's whole idea of regression to the mean with Cueto. That this is a year that you probably expect him to to not be as good. Okay. Then keep him on the team. But when it comes to what we hear Han say, I go back to when they're speaking, who are they speaking to? And I just keep coming back to you on Moncada. Oh, I, I think that that has been very clear. That part of the reason that Pedro Grifol is here is to try and maximize Yoan Moncada. The thing with Moncada, and I'm a, I'm a Moncada truther, I just keep wondering, has everyone seen something that, isn't attainable. Like there is a lot of talent in there, but if that's, if that's not married with the other things that make a baseball player great, are you going to get the player that you want? I don't have the answer to that. How many weeks did he go between extra base hits? It was a lot. Yep. Extra base. I, I wonder if we'll see the 2019 version of of him, like that's kind of what you want. You want to see the growth, but at this point, 
I don't know if you can count on it at all. Let's go to Bill. Hey, Bill, you're on the score. Hey, this is um, my point is um, about second base, really. Um, I, my big my big thing is I, I like to see Donovan Solano out there, actually. He's a good veteran presence. He's hit well the past couple of years for Cincinnati and the Giants. And I think he'd be a good a good source of there. If you have if you bring Sosa out there, whoever else is second base, I think he'd be a good alternate option. Solano last year was a, uh, a, a OPS plus of 97, an OPS of 724. He's played one year uh, for the, the Cincinnati Reds, and his composite as a player is an OPS plus of 92. Uh, Here's a list of some of the possible Probably available. higher than you would expect for, well, what, what did Romy do last year? That I'd have here's while you're looking up that here's a list of the available second baseman. You saw the news about Gene Segura I reportedly did. signing with Miami. Adam Frazier off the board on December 15th with Baltimore. Then you're left with Josh Harrison, Cesar Hernandez, Rugnetto Dor, Jonathan VR, Yu Chang, Jose Peraza, Hanser Alberto, Chris and this Owings, guy. Donovan Walton. This guy. And yes, you could sign him. I you think MLB.com probably still carries him as a shortstop. Yeah, but I'm list. saying, like yeah, for the White Sox purposes, he would be your second baseman. Yeah, and let's take a look at the available guys there. Since Danny Mendick is one of them who is now not, they're considering him a shortstop in this. Which I think is interesting coming off that injury. Right. Elvis Andrews, Jose Iglesias, Alcides Escobar, Andrelton Simmons, and Drelton, whichever way you want to say it. D. Gordon, Marwin Gonzalez. I don't know that I'd... Marwin. Marwin is a utility. He hey, rarely plays it's your outfield. Cousin Marwin. Listen to this. And Didi Gregorius at age 30. No, thank you. No, thank you. Tommy Lastella is now available. He is. Bad. Bad. Awful. Hurt. And bad. Let's go out to Steve. Hey, Steve, you're on the score. Hey, guys. Love your show. Love your show. Um, you know, did Rick Hahn start out that conversation with frustration? Was that the word he he said? Yes. Can we kind of reset the uh, the the clock here on the segment for the White Sox? Meaning what? There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> you you you're Seems wasting like, a lot of time not talking though. Oh well, you know. Well, anyway, here's my point. There's, they really don't have a, a viable option at second base. And the way you said you'd love to see uh, Elvis Andrews get uh, signed. What is your gut feeling? Do you think there's a chance they can sign him? I I'm I usually try to reverse engineer this. If I'm Elvis, why do I want to sign here? I think the White Sox should have interest considering what he did, the fact that he's a smart ball player, the fact that you do need someone with shortstop athleticism at second base because the shift rules have changed. Having Elvis Andrews play second base for you, and if you can play short, you can play anywhere, even at this point in his career. But my question would be, what does what does Elvis want? And do the White Sox provide that? And was his snapshot of the White Sox as an organization something that sells him on the idea of being the White Sox, being with the White Sox, or something that's like, I don't ever want to do that again? Oh, he liked it here. He told me as much. Yeah, but liking it here. No, he like really liked it here. He told me that. I like unsolicited. I get that he likes it here. I don't know if he necessarily likes the White Sox. Uh, I th- I think he 
did from what I had. Okay. But is that enough that if you get an opportunity to play with a team that more looks more looks closer to a World Series, if you're weighing them the same, I don't know if you are. Like, even with your experience and the ease of going back to a familiar place, but if someone else pops up and it's like, well, you know, we let's say the Dodgers. Let's say the Dodgers and the White Sox have equal deals on the table for Elvis Andrews. Yeah, he's probably going to the Dodgers. Right? Although that that 9% California income tax is nothing to sneeze at. Hey, man, that's why you want to be signed by the Rangers. You can get all your money. All of it. And they play inside now. Right? Big. Big deal. Hey, Ken, you're on the score. How are you, Lawrence? I'm doing well. Layla is also well. Hello, Layla. How are you? Hey, Ken. All right. Big fan of both of you. Thanks. What's on your mind? Um, well, my first question is, you know, uh, in the statement I heard him saying about the, the White Sox being a faster-paced team, and I don't know how in the world they can do that with Grandal on the bases. Because he's base-to-base. He's, he's base well, he hasn't had, he hasn't really been getting on first base a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's... And when he does, he clogs up the bases. Well, they've also been hitting nothing but singles for the last season, so there's that too. That everybody went station to station. You got to go cha cha, and um, yeah, I I'm curious because this Yasmani Grandal reclamation project that's been happening has been interesting to me. Oh, he's really working out. He's really working out. He's got a special relationship with Pedro Gafol, I think. From the like South Florida baseball epicenter scene. I don't care about your relationship. I care about your your weighted on base. Right, but I wonder how much that factors into how we're going to see him next season. Like, what? How much are we going to see you buy the dish? How are we going to see you employed offensively? What's happening there? There's a lot. When we come back, all right. Thanks, White Sox fans. We appreciate it. a lot of great text messages that rolled in. Thanks for the. The great phone calls. I feel like we will probably take this issue up again. You a lot know, of jokes about cussing. You know, the next time that the White Sox sign someone. You know. And they make a, a splash. Free agency. If you're not watching on Twitch, Layla is twiddling her thumbs. I'm just waiting. We're all just sitting here waiting. You want to hear something cool about Derrick Rose? Cooler than what Jordan Palmer had to say? Yeah cooler i'll share with you next here on the score bernstein and holmes middays 10 to 2 on sports radio 670 the score and 670thescore.com in odyssey station like i always say the way that i play is a um, chicago way of playing basketball very physical um one-on-one i'm going at you but i'm trying to win the game by any means Today, we did have a conversation with Jordan Palmer, which is really incredible um, that you should go back and listen to. One of the things he said that was really empowering was talking about how if you're somebody who plays youth sports, and if you are, you're probably not listening to the show. Yeah, but but the parents are. Yes. And if you have a kid who does so, he said because of things like YouTube and just how much information is out there online, it's never been easier to democratize that information, I thought that was really valuable. I do. You know what I started? I've started doing because I was never really math and science like weren't my thing. 
Um, I'm, I was decent. <laughs> that's, that's why we're in radio. Yeah. I mean, I was decent in science, but when we got to the more difficult mathematic classes in high school and college, I was like, eh, that's not what I'm going to do. Also, shout out to the left side of the periodic table. Sorry, the right side is noble gases. Alkaline metals, when they interact with either air or water, can explode. Thank you for helping me dust off that part of my brain. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on physics Ah, because I'm fascinated by it. Were you inspired by that whole fusion thing happening? No, but I just was kind of like, that's something that you could spend your time in the afternoon doing when I don't have other stuff going on. What's that like? Well, I mean, there's the column and there's probably going to be some TV stuff over the next few weeks. Like, but Probably. Please remind everybody. On Sunday, I will be back on the football after show with Lance Briggs and Alex Brown. I will be finishing up the season, and then we'll see what happens from there. But they're often like weekdays where I'm like, you should be doing something. So it's play chess or playing chess online has become kind of a cesspool now. Cesspool? Oh, yeah, man. People are just out here cheating. Like I'm <laughs> How? In that way that Dan told you? No, that's that was an actual face-to-face tournament. People are, are running. <laughs> Didn't sound like. Well, yeah, it was moon to moon. Um, they're running chess simulators next to the screen that you're playing chess on. So it's like not fun. Like it's not fun that I'm playing someone who supposedly rated the same as I am, but they're making far superior moves than I am. Like You're supposed to be the simulator, not the computer. It's You're training to, your brain for for strategy and it, anticipation. It's also like we're not playing for money. Like it's, I don't know. But if Male ego. There's all sorts of stories Female about ego. it on chess.com where people are just doing that. And so if I, if I really want to play, I, I hit up my friend Joanne, who I know is like a, what's was she like a 1600 or some stupid rating and i i let her kick my ass for she a just while. sounds cool in general i think you and joanne would get along really well <laughs> 630 they got weights and pawns that's basically what's going on like there trust me look up look up chess.com scandal and you'll see that there's that's that's what's happening maybe i'm i'm trying to think maybe i should have people over like i feel a little comfortable. I, I might reinstate Championship Sunday at my house. <gasps> I can't go. You'll be working. That's right. I can go for part of it. Well, maybe I could. Well, it well, was. Really. It was Fred Eubner back in a little bit of score history. Fred would always have the youngins over for Wild Card Saturday. He and his his uh, um, lovely wife Pat, who passed away a few years ago, was just a beautiful woman. They would. We go to his house and they had everything and Pat would just like make us all this crazy food and we sit there and and watch ball all day. That's wonderful. But maybe I'll maybe we're, you know, we're in a, a little bit of a safer place. Maybe I'll reinstate Championship Sunday. I love ball. I feel like we're going to see what happens with the communicable viruses around this time. Like well, we should find something year. out in the next 2 weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, it's new year, like give it 5 days or so. And man, I thought Getting the flooster was a bad idea, getting no. them both at the same time. And now I'm like, maybe I hacked into some sort of cyborg protection. I will say Not that, that the cyborg has anything to do with it. It just sounds better. Your reaction to the flooster was not great. I was. 
you were pretty knocked out. For a while. Yeah. But if it's giving you a level of protection, that's all good. I know. I think I maybe figured out some life hack. I think it's a good life hack. I mean, beauty knows no pain, guys. That was, that was, a, I was down for a few days. But hey, at least I didn't bring up crazy talk on our show. You didn't? Didn't I? Uh, all the time. But no, Dan was the one who like was oh, out of it that day. My, my, you were so disappointed in us both. I, no, I wasn't disappointed I'll take in respon- you. No, I'll take responsibility. I was not disappointed in you. I was disappointed in Dan. And I told Dan why I was disappointed. I was disappointed because I told him what was going to happen. That he would be insane? Well, I had friends who had gone through it, and they had said, you know, this one was harder than this the first booster, and you're going to need some time. And I said, you should just take the day off. I know. Why didn't he just want to? I don't know. Well, he I... came in here, and he was high as a kite, and everyone could hear it, and it wasn't good radio. That's why I was upset. And that's why I'm submitting it for one of our segments (laughs) for best of 2022. And the thing is, is that it's not like he would have left me alone. Like, I get the idea of Dan wanting to be here so that I don't have to do a solo show, even though is there anyone more qualified to do the solo show? You were here. Like, you were actually sitting in the chair. We could have just done this for four hours and he could have slept. Dan solo showed a lot of shows too. Dan would solo show a three hour, four hour show. I know, but, but my point is, is that it wasn't like he was leaving me in the lurch. You were actually already here. He could have just gone home. Yeah, he could have. Weirdo. Trenchfoot. Yeah, old Trenchfoot Dan. If you think we didn't think about bringing that back for I have it ready. Half-assed. Whenever you want. No, we, we, we do need to. Let's do what we were supposed to do Man, in this segment. So perfect. By the way, if you want more information on Kevin Warren, Big Ant Heron is going to be hosting the afternoon show with our buddy Gabe Ramirez. The exciting. I dig that. I ran across this lately. I thought you might like it. Every now and again, when I'm going through reels, I see something that, that I try to bring to the show. This is Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett on the sh- on their show on Showtime, the one that they do with Rachel Nichols, I believe. Oh, that's and a big old subtweet. There's a lot going on there. And they were having a conversation about vintage Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose versus Rondo, though. Class bro. Rookie Rose, too. He was a problem. He was a problem day one, man. And one. The, one that's, the one thing that stood out about D. Rose right away Although he was quiet, man, he spoke the language. He spoke the language. He was built for it. He was built for the position. He was built for Chicago. the moment. He was built to have man. to go on his back like that. Like right. it did not shock me when he became MVP. It didn't shock me. But I remember that that series was uh fun to watch. Uh it was it was miserable sitting there, being able to do nothing. I was watching our guys just fight. That that was a dog fight. D. Rose actually thought, man, I can beat these guys by myself, man. I can, I, I think I can beat them. Like he was coming off, he was playing like, like that type of relentless in the league, not just us either. I was watching him throughout that whole year. Uh, but yeah, D. Rose right away, I knew right away he was something special and he was going to be something I ain't special. Never seen a point guard that athletic though. That explosive. He did one of them games. I don't know which game it was, but he, nah, when he, he did the, lay, the, the layup. The, the, no, he did the oh, dunk on the breakaway yeah, 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 where he yeah, yeah, rocked yeah. it. He cradled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rose, oh, that was 
and then did like that. I was like, whoa, point guards is doing that now? It's like his, his body control in the air was a different level, and his explosiveness was, yeah. was like nobody else. He had, he, he had something else. He, he, was, he was different. It's KG and the truth. He told another good story. Oh, what was it? It may have been. It may have been that he was going up against Allen Iverson. I, I they, they they played Truth Hurts. The I think it was Truth Hurts, and he thought it was awesome because here's no. I now I know what it is. They played the scene from a few good men during a timeout. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. Because they were playing Allen Iverson, whose nickname was The Answer, and Paul Pierce's nickname is The Truth. And he said that they played it in uh, in Boston during the timeout. He's like, I've never been more hyped in my life than that. It's a good show. They do some really cool, interesting basketball stuff. We're going to talk with Gabe Ramirez. Wait a second. Do I get to say something about this? Sure. We don't respect the seasons that he has gone through enough. Derrick Rose, a little ahead of his time when it came to how he managed the NBA schedule and a little ahead of his time when it came to how athletic he was and a little ahead of knee technology for what they do now in the NBA. And when we see him now, how do you process all of that, knowing the role that he has taken with his respective team and his former head coach? It was really weird to see him a couple weeks ago. That's it. And talk to him and like, because in your mind, he's still 20 and he's not. And talking to him about where he's at career-wise was really eye-opening. Even what he said when he was with the Pistons and the element of owing it to Arn and how he wanted to play for them because of, of a gratitude I just appreciate him. It's been an interesting winding road. Every day is a winding road. I don't know that that's respecting him either. He deserves <laughs> more than, than a basic song. It's very disrespectful. I should have done like Crucial Conflict or something for, for D-Road. Hey, in the middle of the bar. Puffin' on hey. Gabe approves, so that makes me feel better. Shout out to Crucial Conflict, for real, for real. Okay, that's enough. You're right. Gabe is next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.